from the Paddock Passion team. Welcome to the Paddock Pod. Hello and welcome back to Paddock Passion episode one. Today you're joined by the host Amy, our creative director Alice and AJ as well who is our producer. So say hi guys. Hello. Hi. How are we doing? Have you had a good week so far? Yes, right, just got Monday, my nails you know. done. Oh, and I got my eyebrows done, so I'm like feeling fresh. Stunning, AJ. <laughs> how was your week? It's been fine, all good. Uh, nice relaxing weekend. Yeah, lovely. Did you get your nails done too? No, <laughs> no not, <laughs> not quite. Not quite Alice level yet. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Glad you've had a good week, guys. And today we have various topics we are going to talk about. And the hot topic of the day today is Andretti and Cad- Cadillac. Cadillac. <laughs> Cadillac. <laughs> Cadillac. What are our thoughts? I mean, cool for them. Oh, I don't damn. really. <laughs> I don't really know too much about either company. Mm. Um, I know Andretti has a Formula E team. And that is about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, l- let me slide on this one. I think this is an exciting news for mm-hmm. Formula One, potentially getting expanded to an 11th team on the grid. That's, um, it's, it sounds really exciting that we have, you know, a legendary name like Andretti potentially coming into sport, but also having the support of Cadillac. If you don't know who Cadillac are, you know, like they build massive cars in america and they have a sort of a a prestige motorsport history from the 50s and in the early 2000s with their with sort of like gt cars and lmps etc so having both of them joining together is uh quite exciting although at least some of the teams are not exactly don't want that because well less money i think for the good Mm. of the sport you know expand the grid have more drivers in why not right yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a good opportunity, but I don't know what I mean. Like, you look at Cadillac, and they've got so many different, like, championships in, like... I was actually looking at it earlier, and the 24-hour um, Rolex one, Daytona, and they've got, like, sports car championships, endurance cups as well. So they're, like, they're actually quite <clears throat> a good team to, like, partner up with Andretti, I think. They'll be quite, like, a powerhouse, and, I mean, Andretti's in, like, loads of different things, isn't it, as well, and similar with supercars. It's... I don't know. I think it's a good an exciting new adventure really but the question is who is gonna get them seats though do you reckon it'll be enough two driver or like indycar drivers or I don't know well i think i think they want to get an american driver in right true yeah american team american driver yeah it makes sense doesn't it got to take the opportunity mm. or, or get da- or get Daniel ricardo in you know he's close enough to an american and he's <laughs> and he's free <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. he, he's free is he not <laughs> very true i don't know it's interesting isn't it mm. yeah i it... thought like callum Eilat and marcus erickson may be a good shout because they're both in indycar but i mean with marcus erickson already doing f1 kind of makes sense and then callum Eilat came second to mick schumacher when he won f2 so don't know that's just my thoughts though we could always yeah. see a move from logan Sargent. Yeah, I mean, it might be worth them having someone with a bit of experience in F1 in rather than two newbies, like flat out two new, like 
F1 newbies in it. So, or I mean, we could see like Alonso, L plan, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like just like still wondering about. True, that yeah. could be. Fernando Alonso onto another team. He'll, he'll, he'll complete the whole grid by the time he retires. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what L plan is. I'm just going to say that. Maybe that's his L plan, but you took the words out of my mouth. Just doing that like makes... every team, like ticking them all off, like F1 bingo, but for drivers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, once he gets a full house, I don't know. Retire time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. Well, this won't be the first American team on the grid. Of course, we have Haas. Remember, um, um, when they Haas. started out, it has or Haas, oh. however you say it. Haas. I'll say Haas. 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 The northern or middle. Haas. I think. I think they say Haas. Haas. Oh. <laughs> well, Haas. Wherever. Wherever you say it. Um, when they started out in 2016, they had a mixture of experienced drivers uh, with Roman Grosjean, who at the time was in his sixth season uh, in Formula One. And they had Esteban Gutierrez as well, sort of in his third year and sort of bringing the money in. And that's so they did it right for their first year. I think Grosjean got a lot of good results. And then they got an upgrade with Kevin Magnussen, who's still there. And then they had a downgrade with um, Mazepin and um, Mick Schumacher for one for one year. Magnussen yeah, came back is, and now This is what I'm saying. Maybe it's not too good to have two newbies and a whole new F1 team. They're, they're, all, blank, they're all starting with a blank, um, mm. blank sheet, as you will. You want to have someone with experience on board to sort of keep the ship afloat. Um, True. Maybe a Hulkenberg, maybe like a Hulkenberg or something, or a Ricardo or a Perez. You know, someone who has got Perez. L- loads of experience and True. is quick and is knows can keep the ship stable. Whilst to have someone young in the ranks yeah. to sort of be their future driver in the way in that. So I don't know, but it's exciting to have maybe potentially this new team. But um, of course, if we get if we get that. Um, of course, some of the teams are not happy with it, aren't they? I know, sad that, but I don't know. I think, like, really, you'd have to look at the bright side of it and just think, well, it's giving two new upcoming drivers or like past drivers, maybe, or whatever, to like have an opportunity. So, you'd think that people would be more like, yay, not boo. It does so make my like. <laughs> does make my OCD slightly twitchy that there's 11 teams. Mm, yeah, I get that. I so know. if you could have, like, another team, who would you want, like, or manufacture, like, who would you want in to make it the 12? Is there any, like, manufacturer you've seen that you think, oh, Maybe, like, Jaguar. Oh. Or Maserati. Oh, I feel that was like my answer. Car manufacturer, I'd say Lotus, bringing the Lotus name back. Um, oh. You know, that's such a historical name. They're still around with their cars. Um, See, I thought of either Porsche because, although I don't know if like Porsche is already kind of involved, I don't know about that. But they obviously have like um, the support series in the GT, um, and then they kind of like do the world 
um, one as well. So I think Porsche would be a good one to have it. And then I thought Volkswagen, just like as a random. What's your Volkswagen again? Hey, what's my Volkswagen? What? Yes. What do you mean? What's what's your Volkswagen? What's the car? Oh, right. Oh, my God. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm owning the company. I've got an up GTI, so I'm rooming along. Ooh. I know, Very sporty nice. gal. Thank you. I know it is. Very nice. Very Named him Rory. So, you know, because it's red. Rory the, Rory the racing car. Exactly that. Hey, well, it's not very good. Car, but you know. What a show that was. Mm. Anyway, go. back to the podcast, lads and lasses. Um, I'm gone. I've gone away from me. Think what am I on about here? Um, Formula E. It's the race this weekend. Are we excited? Yeah. Ooh, R Q. Nice one. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. It's nice to Alice? have motorsport. Oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off then. I thought you were finished. No, it's fine. No, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's nice to have Formula E back um, on our TV screens. So should be a good one this weekend. I quite like the idea of it more than anything of like how it's, you know, saving the environment, saving the turtles and all that jazz. You know, it's nice to have that, I guess. But um, I think like it's a good way for people that kind of raced in like either F1 or like other series and like, well it sounds really bad but like people that don't make it in like f1 are like the top things it's like a good alternative to kind of go to because it's similar sort of setup and everything like that but it's like i think it's a good opportunity for people and i do like their qualifying how they do it so i don't yeah. know if you know but they do like head-to-heads and then they have like knockouts so instead of it being like you know like the free groups like an f1 or yeah. i think in f2 it's all timed or something isn't it yeah. Um, in Formula E, they do like they do like four at a time, and then like the fastest ones, like then they all like pair off and have head to heads, and it's like a lot more interesting. Mm. Uh, and I guess maybe a bit more opportunity to like mix up the grid a bit more as well if you're doing it like that. Yeah, um, I've well, I've watched Formula E since the start and to see how it's evolved from where it was back in. Well, nearly 20, 10 years now to just these funny looking kind of like mini f1 cars but with just no yeah. sound to <laughs> now where you've got these they're reaching they're now up to the the new gen 3 cars nearly hitting two miles 200 miles per hour uh you know obviously they have attack mode they're you know all equal in terms of cars it's all down to how the teams create their own powertrains electric motors and all that and these sort of the level of talent that hits grown from where the big first season you would might recognize like three or four drivers whereas now you would recognize a lot of the past f1 drivers but drivers who might have come up through the ranks like f3 or f2 and made that direct decision to go to formula e instead um example could be in well, nick de Vries, who's went from f2 to formula e Obviously, now it's gone to F1. So, but you've got like the Stoffel van Dorn, Jean Eric Byrne, Lucas de Grassi still around, Sebastian Buemi, uh, Edo Motara. You've got these names who have been had a very successful career in Formula E. And, you know, any one of them could win it this year, which makes it very exciting. 
in my opinion. So, and uh, we've got new teams coming in as well. I think one particular team that I think everyone is going to be looking forward to seeing and watching is uh, is McLaren. Yes, that is spiciness. That is interesting. Spice, <laughs> spiciness. Papaya spice. Papaya spice. Papaya spice. There you go. Yeah. How do you think they're going to do this year, McLaren? Who have they got as the drivers? <clears throat> Jake Rennie Keys Rapp. and oh. Rennie Rast. Although they have a good track record, any job, whatever, as soon as you get like new management in or something, it's always like a down. So I don't know if they keep like the crown this year, but I feel like it might just be a year of like learning for them. <laughs> anyway, talking of weekends, in the UK there is autosport at Brummie. So that is an interesting one. If you don't know what autosport is, it's basically a huge convention for all motorsports really. You've got a lot of F1 stuff. You've got the Red Bull that won Max Verstappen's Red Bull is on display this year. Um, and then you've got uh, some BSB people, which woo to me because I love BSB. You've got your MotoGP and your uh, World Superbikes as well, probably. And just like dirt rallying, extreme E, literally anything you think of, that's pretty much there, probably. So that is autosport for you. So yeah, that'll be. And who's going to that? <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to that? <laughs> Surround off a few names. <laughs> there is Sir Jackie Stewart, which is absolute legend. Can't wait to see him. That'll be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to name people going. <laughs> I was giving you a segue into oh <laughs> well thank you for that well yeah for i'm going <laughs> we're actually getting a taxi together so you know <laughs> you and jackie <laughs> picking you up on his Best way course. down from the north yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <Bloody> <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so apart from that, um, I'm going. Um, then you've got just a few things I've seen on Instagram as well. There's Scott Sumpton from TCR who's going. I'm not sure about any of the other guys or gals. Oh, no, Jess Hawkins as well. And absolute queen because she won at Alton Park and she's the first female to win TCR UK. So what an absolute legend. We do love that. Um, and then there's... Bradley Gravett and his dad Rob Gravett. Um, if you don't know who that is, Bradley Gravett's pretty much done like loads of different what sports, but he's done really well in the mini challenge UK. And his dad Rob Gravett, if I'm not wrong, was part of the British Touring Cars, and he's a big what sports legend in like UK racing. And in BSB, Ryan Vickers is going, and Cal Ride. Uh, Ryan Vickers is new to OMG Rich Energy Yamaha, so there's a little fun fact for you. So it's his new season with them, and Carl's, I'm not sure how many seasons he's done with them, but he's going to be there as well. He's a very good rider. So, yeah, that should be interesting. There's many more people, but 
I can't remember off the top of my head. So, yeah, it should be good. <clears throat> no Charles Leclerc then? No Charles Leclerc, I'm sad about that. But he could make a oh. surprise appearance. I sent to the group chat earlier on, because, you know, when you're scrolling on TikTok, it becomes Netflix nowadays, doesn't it? So I sent a, a, a video, my God, a TikTok <laughs> to the group chat. And it was... <laughs> <laughs> sent a DVD. <laughs> Same <laughs> thing, Amy. Copy. <laughs> Basically, I sent a TikTok to the group chat, and if you uh, viewers don't know what TikTok is, it's fantastic. <laughs> you should follow us on there, Paddock Passion, because we post really great content. And segue me nicely to my TikTok that I was on about. Um, I don't know what the guy was called, but he was basically giving his opinions on George Russell at Mercedes and saying that that was a mistake for Mercedes. So, do we agree with this block or do we not? No. Oh, that was a f- strong <laughs> no. No. A... <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> Go on. Oh, you want me to elaborate further? I okay. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah the, the just no. Can't leave us well, hanging. Well, Valtteri Bottas wasn't. It didn't have two great years at the end of his Mercedes contract. Mm. Nothing about nothing wrong with him. He's, I think he's a very talented driver, but you can tell that it, it was start. You can see that the where was where was showing that his time there was was coming to an end. And mm. at some point, you need to change. You need to freshen up and change your lineup. And I do think that Valtteri, with respect to him, is a great driver. But I think that after. A, a mere 2020 season, 2021 needs to be the year where he can, you know, challenge Lewis. And instead, he ended up playing second fiddle behind Lewis and Max. And there wasn't a lot he could do. So I did think that it was probably the right time for him to sort of maybe enter the twilight of his career, go to Alfa Romeo and sort of like be the, mid- be the driver a midfield team needs to bounce back which he has done with Alfred Mayer. I know, I agree with that. I think because like, Lewis has been in the sport a lot longer than George, per se, in like, F1, I think that that's just easier for him to just kind of like say. But like kind of similar to what you're saying about number one and number two driver, it's like when you look at Daniel Ricciardo, for example, and like how he was at Red Bull compared to how he's at McLaren, obviously like people are saying he's like number two at McLaren, which like in a way you can kind of understand because of how... Landor has done so well but I think that's purely down to the fact that he's gone from like a really really top team to like a team that's like not at the top so I don't think it's necessarily like you know the person I think it's more like the car as well because like if you're in a better car obviously you're going to do better because you've got better parts better engines or whatever like you and driver style so different as well like it's not just easy to just say oh yeah he's like a number two driver because he's not as good but then he could go to another team and be like the number one so I feel like it's a bit unfair to say that and George is like it was very natural for him to go to Mercedes I think because like he just I don't know it just fits so well and as soon as he got into the Mercedes when Lewis had Covid it was just like like it was just like Lewis was driving it really it was just crazy it was so natural so I think it was a bit harsh of that guy but I can sort of understand where he's coming from but I think it was a little harsh but yeah that's just my opinion 
it's a fair point, I'd say. What, my uh, point or his point? <laughs> your point. Your point. <laughs> Thanks. It's a, it, no, it's a fair point, but I do think that at some point in time, you need to get, you need to refresh in your driver lineup. And then, you know, if Lewis still is having his dominant performances like he's had the last few years, and George displays speed and, you know, and the performances that we saw from last year, that's great. That gives Mercedes uh, a new level of dominance where you have the goats, but you also have the next generation ready to step in when Lewis starts to gradually decline. And then that crossover begins when George will potentially become the number one and Lewis becomes number two. And then Lewis will look into sort of the twilight of his career and then potentially move maybe another team or somewhere or just retire then, then and then. And then George can step into the light. We're saying this like Mercedes are going to win the championship this year, but we we have no we have absolutely no clue. Ferrari might just jump in and steal the party with um Yay! with um Frederick the, with, with Charles the Clerk or oh, yeah. Frederick Vasseur's new um uh, regime at Ferrari or Red Bull are going to dominate again. You never know. Um, who knows? I don't think Lewis would like dwindle down if you know what I mean. Like I think he would just like retire there and then. I think like he'll know his yeah. time and just straight up retire. I don't think he'll do an Alonso or anything like that and like float about. I think he'll just straight up leave because that's like he wants to leave a mark on the motorsports. I feel like he's that sort of person that would wanna like gracefully leave and be like, listen, it's not kind of killing it, so let's like leave now. Sort of thing. I feel like he's that sort of person. So. But obviously I've never met him so I can't say that but anyway after all of that uh, F1 chat we're going to wrap it up here um, we hope you enjoy Formula E this weekend and hopefully I enjoy Autosport this weekend as well uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening and you can check out our social medias it's Paddock Passion on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok and you'll see our podcast mainly on Instagram and TikTok so oh and of course Spotify and Potentially Apple Music, we'll see where we go with that. But yeah, we hope you've enjoyed and hope you enjoy the rest of your week and take care and we'll see you later. Bye.